Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even that. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, welcome back, Eagles fans. John McMullen and Ed Kratz here, your uh, hosts of Eagles Unfiltered here at the NovaCare Complex. Not too long after the Eagles preseason opener on Thursday night, it's Saturday, day 12 of training camp, and uh, still hot, still very hot out here, huh, John? Hottest day of camp, I would say. What about you? I would say it is, yes. Yeah. We have a little cloud cover right now, thankfully, but, um, you know, listen, another day, another short practice from Nick Sirianni. Club Nick yeah. is club, what you're calling Club Nick it. Sirianni. And, and by the way, Nick Sirianni, if you're listening, bravo. Bravo, my friend. Yeah. Uh, they are quick. Uh, uh, Vice President of Security, Dom DeSandro, I flagged him down. He's always got the schedule on the sidelines. He told me nine periods. We were in period seven, I think, at the time. I was so excited we were going to get off the field. And it was about five of 11 when yeah. we were in period seven with two more to go. So, uh, yeah, it's really vacation club, Sirianni, if you ask me. But listen, the players are, are enjoying it. Why wouldn't you? Brandon Graham was asked about it again today. The players are always asked about it. And, you know, he said he might be able to play another four years like he wants to if, if this continues. But, you know, he made a good point. He said, you know, you really need to bear down. You need to focus. Uh, you may, you don't want him to look bad by having these practices. So you really try to reward him by taking every single rep seriously. Um, so I, you know, I guess it makes sense and it's hard to argue with how prepared they looked on Thursday yeah, night. They did look prepared in yeah. the preseason opener. And again, we're talking about two series, basically sometimes one series for the starters, Brandon Brooks, for instance. Uh, so they weren't out there for a long time, but really the first and second team, the first half, look pretty sharp and then Nick Sirianni talked before practice today he said obviously the 13 guys weren't ready a lot of corrections there so it was good and bad from that standpoint but let's be honest you'd rather have your first and second teams playing well and your third team kind of say okay we get down that low we're going to struggle anyway but it'd be nice to have everybody I do question I've been questioning it throughout camp how much work can you get done now, they have a lot of walkthroughs. We're not allowed in the walkthroughs. They cancel practice on Sunday. They're having a walkthrough. The Patriots are coming in Monday and Tuesday. So that's going to be interesting because we know the one thing about the New England Patriots, they're well coached and they're going to practice well. So it's going to be a nice test uh, for the Eagles and a rookie head coach. Yeah, so much for that cloud cover, too. The sun's out. And- 
uh, hitting us in the eyes here. Uh, but listen, let's dive into what we saw today, John. It, it's, you know, we don't see a whole lot different than what we've seen in previous camps, but um, you might have a hard time finding a practice game ball today because it was pretty yeah, nondescript. Nondescript. Yeah. yeah, but who who do you think kind of showed up a little bit? I have a couple guys in mind, but who, who do you think? Uh, you... Well, I, I looked at the offensive and defensive plays of the practice in my mind. They were both on seven-on-seven seven drills, a lot of red zone work again, which has been a theme. Of, of these practices early on, situational football, uh, which I, I agree with. Zach Ertz ran a great route, yeah. used his body, used his route running skills to keep Darius Slay at bay for a touchdown. That almost it was a carbon copy as far as the play, but it was Joe Flacco throwing it to Richard Rodgers. And backup safety Elijah Riley was able to undercut it and get the PBU. Uh, those were the two best plays I saw uh, during the session, so I'm going to give it to Elijah Riley. I thought about Zach Ertz, but Zach is having a great camp. Julie Ertz was here, by the way, yeah, today, uh, coming off a bronze medal in the Tokyo Olympics. I was going to say congratulations, Ed, but I know she's disappointed with that bronze because <laughs> the women are used to always winning gold. But So she was back. Mike McCoy, another interesting visitor who's a, a big sort of um, – uh, presence on Nick Sirianni's history as a coach, had him with the Chargers. Uh, so he was here taking a look at practice, helping out. Yeah, nondescript. So yeah. I'm going to go Elijah Riley for my game. Ah, okay, somebody different. Yeah, I mean, he had, he think he played well on the uh, punter, punt return or punt coverage team on Thursday night. He had an interception. Too, and had, so. Right, that's yeah. right. He had an yeah. interception. So, hey, Riley could be sneaking his way onto this roster. Um, you know, I saw today, uh, I saw J.J. Ortega-Whiteside make a nice catch yeah. uh, in team yeah. drills. Um, he wasn't targeted on Thursday night. His job security, I think, is very tenuous at this stage. Um, but I, you know, it's funny because on the very first play in team drills after the Eagles offense fall started, uh, which we didn't see any of that on Thursday night, kind of surprising. Um, but after that false start, the first play, they ran to Quez Watkins over the middle and he just ripped right by everybody that was covering him. And how spoiled is this offense now? Because two or three linemen raised their hands in a touchdown, uh, signal before he was even at the 50 yard line. Like they knew he was gone. So, you know, it's kind of interesting that Quez Watkins is really um, you know, taking this team by storm, so to speak, especially after that 79-yard Yeah, he's uh, not a secret screen. anymore. He could have had a 98-yard right. touchdown, too, if Jalen Hurst was a little bit more accurate, was a little less hurried, uh, uh, backed up on his own goal line. So Quez Watkins, you're right, is having a big day. I think, you know, roster moves are a big part of today. A Raven Clark activated from the pup list. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the left tackle, backup sort of swing tackle, the Eagles side. Had a history with Nick Sirianni and Kevin Petullo and everybody from Indianapolis. Uh, so he's back practicing. I've uh, got to be down to 85 by Tuesday. At 4 p.m., correct. The, the first cut, the Eagles cut two players today. Adrian Killens, and, uh, who's been playing at wide receiver, uh, obviously very undersized, came in as a running back. So you knew who he was kind of up against it. And also tight end Caleb Wilson, uh, who's the son of the old D-line coach here, Chris Wilson, if people remember him. Uh, but tight end, really deep. I mean, yeah. Tyree Jackson, we've talked yeah. about him a lot. Jack Stoll, undrafted free agent, has, is also in play at tight end. And we know Zach Ertz is obviously still here. Yeah. Dallas Goddard, Richard Rogers. So those are your first two. Um, 
but the Eagles still need to cut a few more because LaRaven Clark is back on the roster, as I said. So uh, still a little bit work to uh, work to do before Tuesday. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wrote about the tight ends. I think it's the deepest and best position group in the NFL uh, when you have Ertz and Goddard. Now, Dallas Goddard, I did write down, had a drop in the 11-on-11 teamwork. He, he hasn't been a big a factor uh, in training camp these last few practices. Certainly, he had that nice 32-yard catch on Thursday night. But, uh, you know, with Goddard, Ertz, and I think that tight end battle at number three is for real between Tyree Jackson and Richard Rodgers. Uh, you know, Stoll only played five snaps on Thursday. I think he's ticketed for the practice squad. Uh, but you're really going to – and, you know, Jason Kroon's still here. Um, yeah, I, I'm he's not sure. He's been banged up, though. Yeah, he's, he's been listed on the injury report. Yeah. And speaking of injuries, there was some movement on the Devontae Smith front. Uh, Devontae Smith is now day-to-day after being week-to-week. Today, I think, marks the two-week anniversary of his sprained knee, which happened just four days into his first NFL camp, uh, again, weighing 100. 66 pounds. I'm going to keep harping on that because I think that's a concern. When he returns, how long will he be able to stay on the field? Um, but we may see the return. Sirianni didn't want to put a timetable on it. Um, I don't think he'll be here uh, practicing in full for the Patriots. Uh, so I doubt he'll play Thursday night, no, but I think, I think he's... they're gearing up for week three in the preseason, yes. which will be the final week. Right. Obviously, no more fourth preseason game. Yeah. So I do think they want to give him some reps in that last preseason game. But I'm with you. I don't think we're going to see him um, this week. Maybe some limited, you know, he'll work in individual drills against the Patriots. Don't think you're going to see him in the game. Uh, but I do think they're ramping him up for that third preseason game. And obviously they want him as healthy as possible. They need him on the field against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I asked Nick Sirianni today about the running back situation. You know, they only had the 11 carries, 11 rushes uh, against the Steelers, and one of those was a Jalen Hurts scramble. That wasn't even a called play. So really 10 running plays, and I know you wrote about how they're keeping the wraps on that. But listen, you have to make some By decisions. By the way, Nick Sirianni admitted something today. Did you catch that? Uh, they have to be able to catch the ball. Well, they have to be able to catch the ball, but he flat out said, we're going committee. He flat out said it. Yeah, but who's going to be part of that committee? Exactly. Uh, he singled out Jordan Howard as having you know they're looking at everything from this running back group you have to not only be able to run the ball effectively but you need to be able to catch it and even more importantly you need to be able to pass protect and he highlighted two nice blocks that uh, Jordan Howard had in pass pro and Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell and I thought Kenny Gainwell had a really nice game Thursday I think Kenny Gainwell could eventually be the number two back on this team behind Miles Sanders but I think Jordan Howard's in a good position carry on Johnson was listed as uh, out today with a knee injury yeah. they're still evaluating it uh, so there's no designation on it and Jason Huntley is listed as day-to-day with a rib injury so this this position may sort itself out through attrition um, yeah, unfortunately for Kerryon Johnson, that was the issue when he came in. He's had sort of chronic knee problems. So now all of a sudden you see that, and hopefully we'll get some clearer information maybe a little bit later today at some point going through further evaluation. So that's not a good sign. But I do think, you know, Jordan Howard, as you mentioned, had been out playing Kerryon Johnson yeah. anyway. Uh, when you're a rookie like Kenny Gainwell, as you mentioned, you're getting some love from the head coach. That's a good sign. Yeah. So I think you're going to start to focus in. And by the way, Boston Scott is going to be on this team. Yeah. They love Boston Scott. So if you talk about four running backs, 
those are probably going to be your four running backs. Yeah, absolutely. But then Huntley, I thought Huntley showed some nice things on Thursday night, but now he's got this rib situation. I don't know how that'll um, impact him and, 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 you know, his quest to make this team. But, you know, we talked about Miles Sanders with Sirianni too and why he didn't play. And, uh, you know, and he admitted, you know, he does need to get, you know, his hands uh, a little bit more up to speed. He talked about catching angles for Miles when he looks back a certain way. It, it's a little more difficult for him to kind of pick up the ball. Uh, in some of those angles, so maybe they're trying to improve those as well as maybe eliminate those in the, from him uh, having to deal with those in yeah. the pass game. But clearly it's a concern, but listen, Miles Sanders is still the number one back on this team. Oh, no question. But I did think it was interesting because I got this in for Nick Sirianni. And understand that Nick Sirianni still won't admit Jordan Mailata is the starting left tackle. Yeah. He still won't admit Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback, <laughs> even though Joe Flacco said, hey, he's taking all the first-team reps. I mean, he's the starting quarterback. But uh, I asked him about the committee approach in the backfield. He said, yeah, we're going to use a committee. And I asked him if that makes it more difficult uh, for a play caller when you're piecemealing out. In other words, you're signaling to the defense that, okay, the pass catcher's in the game, the pass protector's in the game, the runner's in the game. And he said, that's our job. That's our job as the coaches. But he's going to use a committee for two reasons. One, the health of the backs. You don't want to get them banged up. You don't want them touching it 300 times. There's no Derrick Henrys on this team that can handle that kind of punishment. And the second part is certain guys do certain things better. Mm -hmm. And right now, Miles Sanders doesn't catch the ball well enough, so it's going to be Boston Scott or Kenny Gainwell as sort of that pass receiving back. Well, that's why he wants these guys to do well in every aspect because the transition when you go from back-to-back in-game has to be seamless. You can't uh, indicate to a defense whether or not, hey, okay, Kenny Gainwell's in the the game now. We can blitz because he can't block. or You know what I mean? Like you want each of these guys to bring the same skill set, the catching, the running, and the pass pro, and that's kind of what they're working on that make each of those backs look the same. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I know Jamal Singleton, the running back coach, talked about going with the committee back when we talked to him before. You know, back out of OTAs, he mentioned that. And today, Sirianni doubled down on that, that, yeah, it's going to be a committee approach. And, you know, that's what we saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl with, was that committee approach. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's a good thing, I think. I mean, in this NFL, in today's NFL, you're going to need players. Now, someone asked me the other night if Sanders gets hurt, if they think they're equipped to uh, run the same offense. And I say, sure, yeah, I think all these guys can handle uh, an increased role if the situation arises. Yeah, I mean, I think you you lose the explosiveness. Obviously, Miles Sanders is a home run hitter. I mean, he had the three over 70-yard touchdowns running the football. It's not a lot of guys in the league that can do that. But I think if you rewind to his rookie season, people kind of forget that Jordan Howard had taken over as the starting running back. And then he hurt his shoulder, and they went back to Miles, and Miles sort of corrected himself and started playing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jordan Howard has proven himself with this team. I think there was some concern coming off, obviously, a a bad situation in Miami. He was even questioning, remember, when he came back, do I have anything left? The phone's not ringing. Well, he's got he's got something left, and yeah. he's proven it to to this coaching staff. He came in in great shape. I mean, he really dedicated himself in the off season to coming into uh, camp in the best shape of his life, and it's paying off. I think he's going to win a job on this roster. Um, all right, so here we are. Uh, day twelve is done. 
Sunday's a walkthrough. We won't be here Sunday, but Monday the Patriots will be, and John and I will be as well. So we'll make sure we uh, keep you up to date what happens then. Until then, check us out at EagleMaven.com or on SI.com slash NFL slash Eagles. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.